Blog Talk Radio. They're the best there is in the world of arm wrestling. When I get to the table, that person, I don't care who they are, they're my mortal enemy. If I win, it's just because I wanted to be the best one time in my life. My whole body is an engine. This is a fire plug, and I'm going to light him up. Former bodybuilder and now up-and-coming arm wrestling sensation with a show that is over the top. Firing up the mic, the host of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio, here is Craig Sublier. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'm your host, Craig Subalair, and we're back Wednesday. Um, Try to get this show rolling last night, and uh, internet connection failed. A little trouble with Blog Talk Radio. But, hey, that happened to be a great thing because uh, our guest tonight couldn't call in. Till tonight, we got Stephen Green on the line. And uh, looking forward to having him on the show. Also, uh, we're going to wrap up this weekend's battle on the beach. And, uh, you know, it didn't have a huge turnout, but it was exciting. We had WUCF, that's a local PBS in Orlando, doing a, a little documentary on yours truly, Chris Chandler, a couple of the local guys. You know, just kind of showing uh, Central Florida arm wrestling. It's a, a show called One Central Florida, and it airs every uh, Thursday night. I think this is going to be um, the first week in February. Um, you know, and um, I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing how uh, how this came out. You know, they came, they were here. We did a little radio show with Chris and did some training. Um, they covered the event and also uh, did a little bit of uh, um, training down the dungeon and, uh, and took good to interview down there. So it was fun, man. Exciting. I want to thank uh, Raymond Coat, Cody for uh, sponsoring uh, the Country Crush. Also... Um, I want to thank uh, Ryan Pitts for uh, the Mighty Hand Trainer, um, donating those, and also Brad Stevens for Armed Alliance. So, uh, you know, those guys showed some love, and uh, we gave away some good prizes and some cash. But uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little later in the show. First, uh, I just want to give a, a little word from our sponsors here. Alliance is committed to producing powerful arm wrestling apparel to athletes around the world. Our mission is to represent the arm wrestling community with unmatched design, unique style, and superior fit that will set you apart from the crowd. Our shirts, made from next-generation cotton polyester, allows for maximum comfort and quality. We offer custom orders for hats, compression sleeves, team or individual shirts, and arm wrestling tables. Visit our site at www.armedallianceapparel.com and gear up today. Rep the movement. Armed Alliance for Life. 
Country Crush, baby. The handles are made of polymer plastic that sits freely over a shaft, causing a free spinning motion. The frame is constructed of a high-grade steel and made here in the USA. The handle, while you can work many different exercises, was designed to challenge your hand strength. Focusing on overall arm strength, adding a balance and stability to your workout. By adding rolling handles, the Country Crush allows the user to work many different movements. Not easily done by similar handles, and by closing your wrists off at the end of each movement, you work your wrist and strengthen it at the same time. Country Crush, baby. What are you waiting for? Get in the game. If you ain't training with the Country Crush, then you ain't training. Check out www.countrycrush.net now. Prepare for the battle of your life. Bring your A-game and tune your weapons with the Wrist Wrench. The Wrist Wrench is a weightlifting pulley handle designed by and for arm wrestlers. It helps develop and strengthen the hand, wrist, and forearm. Crank up your power with the Wrist Wrench. Visit thewristwrench.com today. That's www.thewristwrench.com. All right, welcome back, guys, and I'd like to welcome our guest of the evening, Stephen Green. What's up, buddy? How you doing tonight, Stephen? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing great, man, and uh, what's been going on with you, man? How's training been going? What have you been up to? Tell our listeners. Oh, not too much. Just focusing on the WAL events primarily. You know, they're kind of taking over the show as far as there's there's some local stuff going on, but... You know, the big events are going to be your WAL stuff in May and June, so kind of focus on training for that. And then I was the director for the Kansas and Missouri qualifying or state qualifier events, I guess I should say. So doing that and then just training, I finally, for the first time in my life, started arm wrestling specific training about three months ago. I'd never, ever done that. I was just a gym guy. Okay, so what what are you doing as far as – arm wrestling training now since you switched things up a little bit oh i work out with a buddy of mine and between the two of us we got quite a bit of tools we got a we got the country crush we got the wrist wrench we got fat grips i think i got a terminator handle which you know i don't see many of those out there man i i I love that thing too i've Mm. I've been and i have been using that for years because one I got that a long time ago. That was one of the first sponsors that sent me something was a Terminator handle, and it still works like the day I got it, and it's probably five years old. Yeah, unfortunately, they stopped making that, man. That was a great, great piece of equipment. I have a couple of teammates that have one, and it works uh, works great. So, uh, you know, you stepping it up, was that something uh... – you know, with the the WAL, you know, being like you said, you know, being the main dog right now with uh, TV prize money is great. I mean, is that something that got you motivated to uh, to take it to the next level? And by the way, I was talking to your coach, and he said for you to uh, behave tonight, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, you're probably talking about. Uh, I'm not sure which coach. I think I think I got about 100, yeah. 100 yeah. coaches in my life. But I, w- I would say that would have to be Bo. I've been yeah, training yeah. with the yeah, psycho arm sports yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, he, they're 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 a great bunch of guys. And I had that. That's another thing I thought would step my training up is just that 
you know, and early when I first started arm wrestling, you know, Team Top Roll in Kansas City was a big deal, and it was, you know, Bill Logston was at the time, you know, beating Brent Rockers and pretty much one of the best 198ers in the country, and Ethan Fritchie, and, you know, we had a great local team, and since that kind of died out, it was, I needed to get with a good team and, and get re-motivated, so that was part of the stepping it up was to get a, a team. So uh, talk about a little bit about your training, man. Like, what? How do you break it down? What's uh, what's the what's the split like? Uh, how do you uh, blend practice in with that? Is it a once a week thing? Well, you know, that's a lot. I wish I could practice more. I'm I'm really trying to focus on recovery too because mm-hmm. I don't know how these guys pull as much as they do. I can arm wrestle about once hard every ten days. I mean, I can mm-hmm. arm wrestle back pressure and and lat locks and I just center of the table training. I can do center of the table training more often, but to actually engage side pressure and to pull hard, it takes about 10 days before I feel up doing it again. So that, that leaves a lot of days in the middle to work the gym training. And I, I train, I train bicep and forearm together and I train back completely by itself twice a week. And I do arm wrestling specific with both of those. I used to do a lot of bench press, a lot of shoulders. I still do those once a week, but I do back, twice a week and I do by seven form twice a week. Now, you know, with that being said with training, you know, with practice and you kind of hit a good point because a lot of guys out there, you know, go through that pain and it's a lot of uh, rehab and type training. Do you kind of go with the flow as far as how your body feels as far as the, the training heavy in the gym? Yeah. You know, I, I don't really, I say I don't go heavy, but I mean, it's a quite, I, I do a lot of weight, but I never do low reps. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, and I don't, and yeah, I don't, if, if I go in, a lot of people can't go to the gym on a Sunday if they arm wrestle on a Saturday. Well, I can, I just have to do a, a push muscle. I have to bench mm-hmm. press or I have to do shoulders or I can't, I can't do a pull muscle for a few days, but really it's just, you know, that first year you arm wrestle, you go through that toothache pain where that makes mm-hmm. everybody want to quit, which a lot of people do. I don't get that toothache pain. It's just, if I go to arm wrestling practice and my arm hurts too bad to arm wrestle, then I, I, uh, I just assume not do it because I just feel like you just keep breaking yourself down. But mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that. When someone figures out how these uh, these really top guys like Devin can pull, I mean, I, obviously he's superhuman, so that probably yeah. is not a good way <laughs> to count. Yeah, it's hard to compare, you know, to those guys that are out there, and just seems like it's uh, on a different level. But um, you know, as far as uh, your training's been going. Um, let's talk about the WAL a little bit. What What's that experience been like for you? You had some really big matches, uh, you know, with Doug Allen and a, a bunch of the top guys out there. I mean, what was your experience like competing with the in the WAL? Well, the first WAL tournament I went to, I believe, was Indianapolis, and this was prior. Um, Devin had just made. No, that was Chicago. Devin, Devin was a heavyweight there, and John was in my class. There's 68 people in my class, and the kind of talent that you you know you're mm-hmm. never going to see. I mean, I had Tom Nelson, Kenny Hughes, AJ Henson, Jordan Phil. I mean, uh, Doug Allen, John Brzezink, 68 pullers in that class, and uh, you know I got second to John, so I felt awesome. like that was really about as good as it gets. And then went back to the next one and John wasn't there, but Devin was and it made two twenty five and I got second to Devin, so that felt pretty good. But then, you know, come this year it's just the talent pools is getting deeper and deeper. John switched over and then Ron came out of 
you know, pretty much out of retirement. And the trained Ron is as good as anybody. And then Marcio, you know, is, is pretty consistent now. And then Matt's just I mean, Matt's mm. the next level, too. He's yep. he's going to be a guy that, that's going to be hard for a lot of people to beat for a lot of years. And I don't know. The training's just got to step up because genetically, you know, guys like Devin and guys like Matt, these guys that are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, Matt, Matt to me is a 6'7 guy. He might be 6'6", six, six, but he's not under. Yeah, and, uh, no, absolutely. the hand size and the leverage advantages and the angles that those guys use is just mm-hmm. – you know, it's the, those are the type of the future of the sport. I feel like if the more money's in it, it's going to get more of the guys that are just genetically gifted towards arm wrestling. So I guess us us normal guys are going to have to work twice as hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, you bring a good point up because a lot of guys, <laughs> you know, make that weight cut because you know they got to stay away from those uh, monster type, uh, you know, hands and 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 levers. But you know, you got those, you know. Devons and Matt Mats, which they're not super huge guys, but they got the long levers and they're lean and strong, so it makes it tough to uh, to be in that 225 class with those guys. That's exactly right. You hit exactly the nail on the head because prior to, you know, Matt was row was you know probably able to make 225, but Devin wasn't. So I always mm-hmm. cut because you've got. Heavyweight guys have heavyweight hands, and I I don't have a little hand, but I'll never have a heavyweight hand. So there was no mm-hmm. point in getting any bigger. So I've always tried to cut to 220 or 225 to avoid pulling the bigger hands. It wasn't necessarily a that I felt like I couldn't contend with their power in the heavyweight mm-hmm. class, other than mm-hmm. the real top guys. But I couldn't contend with their hand. And then yeah, when you got guys like Devin and Matt at 225, yeah, that's that's a real tough feat. So, like, you know, second place, WAL, I mean, two times, I mean, with the the likes like you, we, we talked about, you know, 68 guys and, and, and all the elite guys out there. I mean, was that a breakout for you? I mean, did that is that the moment where, you know, people started to say, hey, man, this Stephen Green is for real? Yeah, I think that probably my match with Devin in Indianapolis is when people started to say that because I – you know, bracketing was somewhat in my favor. Obviously, I still had to pull through the top six, so I still had to pull Frank Kirsten, who was in the top four, who was a big-time underrated guy sometimes because I think it seems like he just blows through the first three or four rounds, mm-hmm. and he's always kind of a, a fresh guy going in. Um, but, yeah, and then I lost to John pretty convincingly, but then I was able to, to at least tie Devin up. I mean, he just gets harder to beat, so tying him up doesn't do you a whole lot of good if you can't beat him off the start. <laughs> then you're pretty much in trouble at that point. But yeah, I no. when, when, I, when I followed it up with a second, second is when it seemed like then I was expected to start pulling the top guys. Now, um, you know, you um, top two guy – in the heavyweights this year, you know, a lot more people are coming out. Um, you know, how do you like uh, what's going on with the WAL? We're just talking about Matt Mass' dominant performance uh, with um, this weekend. Last weekend, they had the Monster Energy Supercross. First WAL event, really, it looked really kick-ass to me with the way the staging was all set up, and it looked awesome. But, you know, Matt Mass seemed to be destroying everybody. Um with that being said, you know, with these, um, you know, now with the WAL, 
having the one-day weight cut, I mean, do you think that plays more into a favor for you because you don't have to cut as much weight, or, or what's that weight cut like for you? Well, I'm, I'm a, I got a, the fat kid gene, so I'm always cutting more weight than I should. I don't, I'm not, I, you know, I can't run 26 miles in the mm-hmm. 12 foot of snow like Devin and those guys. I'm just a, I sit at a desk all day. I'm an accountant. So mm-hmm. I usually end up cutting from like 245. I shouldn't, you know, my body fat was pretty high. I'm, I mm-hmm. should probably walk around at 225 naturally. Because I'm not that big of a guy, so that mm-hmm. may work in my advantage in the sense that I I drop water and fat, whereas hopefully some of these bigger guys will have to drop a little bit of muscle. But I still think the top guys, it's not gonna. I mean, when you look at the level of the top, the guys that are solidly in front of me, when John, Ron, Marcio, Devin, and Matt, the guys that are solidly put themselves in the top five, I don't think it really doesn't matter what you put in front of those guys; they're going to get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. What, no, whatever absolutely. the weight cut. Whatever the weight cut is, whatever, they'll make it. Yeah. Now, we got this Saturday, um, big event coming up, Midwest Strong Arm Challenge. I mean, here we are talking about how successful you've been, WAL, second place runner-up twice. And now, explain to our listeners out there how this matchup with you and Dave Shea came about. Well, there's... Anthony Latero, I believe is the pronunciation, yep. runs some of those events. And he he had a renaissance festival, and he said he was coming here. And I said, well, find me somebody to pull, because I really do. I mean, I like pulling open tournaments, obviously, but the whenever it's a smaller local event, if you can get somebody from out of town to come here and pull, it just makes it that much more motivating and fun. And I thought, you know, if we can get somebody out there to pull, I'd really like to pull somebody new, I thought, because I kind of, you know, when you come to the – Jordan Sills and the Doug Allens and that those guys that are kind of right there, I feel like in my level as far as not to the top five elite, but are have proven mm-hmm. themselves to be floating five through ten. We've pulled each other a hundred times, so I kind of wanted to, to welcome the guys. You know, I wanted to pull somebody like a Jonathan Hoffman or a Herman Stevens, guys that I haven't pulled that have started to put themselves in that in that class, and. I had mentioned it to a few different people, and, and people said they would at different times, and then they said if I had more notice, or, you know, there's just a lot of people saying they would if, if this or that, and and Dave was the only one that said, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll pull you. I just can't pull you at this event, but I'll pull you the next time it comes up. So when And that was the Renaissance Festival. So when I heard about the Midwest, I said, hey, Dave, you know, there's an event coming up. Were you serious? And he said, yep, sure am. So... He was, the, he was the only person that, you know, 100 people probably said, yeah, I'll pull you. I said, well, when and where? Let's do it. And they was the only one that actually came up and said that he would be 100%. So, Well, you know, Dave's an up-and-coming guy. We, you know, me and him kind of broke into the sport at the same time, you know, and he's been doing really well. I mean, you know, winning three different state titles. I mean, you know, improving, improving each time he's out. Now, pulling a guy – that you don't really know that well, and is is that a dangerous scenario for you? I mean, you know, Dave's the underdog, quite obviously, due to where you're at, you know, with your experience. But does that put any pressure added to you pulling a guy that you kind of don't really know that well? Well, 
I would say yes in the sense that you just don't have any clue what to expect. It could be anywhere from I grip up with him and think, okay, I'm going to beat him easily to, to where he grips up with me, and I think, man, I might as well not even go. You know, you know, sometimes you just feel beat in the grip or you feel dominant. So not knowing what it's going to feel like whatsoever does, but at the same time, you know, I followed the sport constantly, and I've been looking at Dave's stuff on the Internet for, you know, a couple of years since he's been pulling. I was even mm-hmm. I watched him pull in an amateur class when I pulled Matt Mask in the finals of a UAL, mm-hmm. and um, he he's got the tools that that definitely are the hardest for me to deal with. If he was mm-hmm. a guy that was five foot ten, big bodybuilder type, I would be far mm-hmm. less worried. But he's tall and he's long, and he's definitely got all the he's the bigger guy. He's got all the right stuff to come out victorious, but I'm hoping that's not the case, but. <laughs> Now, you know, when you train for, like, super matches, when you have an opponent like this, is it something you do? Do you study? I mean, how do you go about getting ready for this versus uh, a tournament-like event? Well, I... uh... I don't really think I change up my training much. Not that I don't think a person should, because I certainly think it would be advantageous to study your opponent. But at the same time, I feel like my weaknesses have been the same weaknesses since the day I started arm wrestling. So maybe, maybe that's a bad sign. I haven't improved, but it's always been my. I've always needed more endurance because I I do get arm pumped at times, and I've always needed to keep really strong bottom fingers because I don't have the long hands. So I got to keep really strong you know, bottom two fingers. So those are just kind of always, no matter who I pull, it seems like those are my weaknesses. So those are just kind of always what I'm working on. Now, how do you see this match going down? What, what you, I mean, I'm sure you played it in your mind. I mean, what what do you think is going to happen here this Saturday? <laughs> what hmm. do I what do I honestly think is going to happen? Or yeah, to, honestly. Or, <laughs> honestly. No, in don't sugarcoat it. We're not here to sugarcoat it. <laughs> I think that I think that when Dave goes to pry into my bottom fingers to set up for that top roll, that he's just he's going to hit a very, very strong rotator and a very strong bottom fingers, and then, he, and then I'm just going to control from there. So you don't think, he, think no wins, you're going to blow through it? No, well, you know, here's the thing. If he, if I'm wrong and he gets into my fingers, then I think we're going to be in a war. I don't think, you know, it, it, I'm either going to control him and he's going to lose, or he's going to, he, or he's going to get in the war and then he's got a shot at winning. I don't see the match being three-one. He sneaks in one win. I slam him three times. It's either going to be me win three and and he can't expose my hand at all. Or it's going to be an all-out war, and I might lose two to one, or, or I guess three to two, or however you, it may be. Because I think mm-hmm. once once he gets in the match, he's going to be in all of them. You know, I don't think I don't think it's going to just be a, a fluke. If he gets in there, then we're going to have wars. Now after so this event, after this ahead, event, man. I mean, um, you know, after this event, what's what's next for you? I mean, we got WAL season 2016. Getting you know getting underway. I mean, you got some events coming up that you're going to be pulling in soon. Well, I just announced that the South Regional would be May 12th to 14th, I believe. So obviously, mm-hmm. I'll be there and looking at having. I guess John and Ron will be obviously the two favorites in that. So I'm looking to try to sneak in there, and being able to pull with Ron. I don't obviously John's even on another level from above that. So. 
chatting mm-hmm. about that and focus on the regional and top 12 qualify. So I hopefully I don't have any problem there and then I'll go back in June, but I'd really like to find something. My son wrestles and I got a lot of stuff going on and obviously I, I'm a CPA and work full time, but I, mm-hmm. I got about a, the third weekend in February. I was wanting to go do something or possibly, and I don't want to wait till May to arm wrestle again in a tournament, but I'm just not sure where I'll go. I'm kind of looking to try to find one that maybe has 100% pro payback or at least a way to make, essentially to make the gas money to drive there, not trying to make any money, but trying to cover my mm-hmm. trip at least to go somewhere and pull. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Stephen, man, we want to wish you the best of luck this weekend. Looking forward to seeing the results and uh, looking forward to seeing you you know, really make your mark again in the WAL this season, man. Just really appreciate you taking the time out and coming on the show. Okay, so, and one more thing. Yes, since sir. I had to get a, since I had to get called out, you tell me how you think the match is going to go. <laughs> well, I, 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 love, I love Dave. I'm good friends with him, but I, I really honestly, I think that, you know, you're at a, a different level. I mean, you training. I mean, I, I I see, you know, and I love Dave. I see, you know, it going three zero. You know what I mean? That's that's the way I see it. But who knows? I mean, I've I've been, you know, I've been wrong before. But I, I just think when you're pulling Devin and you're pulling John Brzezink and and those guys at that level, I mean, it just it's hard to deal with that, you know. Uh, and I, I get that way when I pull Chandler here. You know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden I'm doing great against some pretty good guys and then all of a sudden they step up to that elite level and it's just a whole whole different ball game but um you know i wish you guys both the best of luck and uh you know but i i if i was a bet man i would say three zero dave puts on a good show but i i just think that you're one of those superstars man in the sport of arm wrestling and and, and that's the way i think it's going to go well, I appreciate that, and you know, even if it does go that way, it won't go that way for long because Dave's no, putting in the work. So. No, I, no, Dave's going to be a, one, a great puller too. So, uh, but uh, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, Saturday, have a good. All right, sounds good, buddy. Right, have buddy. a good one. Take care, man. Awesome. All right, guys, that was Stephen Green. And speaking of Dave Shea, man, I see Dave's on the line. He probably wants to kick my ass now, but. Uh, Dave, welcome to Arm Wrestle Nation Radio, brother. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm just sitting here listening to the show. Yes, sir. Now, let's talk. Being said, I mean, you know, Stephen was giving you some respect, gave me my prediction. I think this is a this is stepping up to the big leagues, you know what I mean? Um what do you think, man? What's going on with you? I know you're training hard. This is really where you make that you know, big giant leap here. I mean, this is an opportunity for you going against one of the top guys in the heavyweight class. I mean, you know, Stevens, you know, speaks for itself. Runner up two times in the WAL. I mean, what's this match mean to you? This match to me is a it's a big deal. Like I've been training very hard. I I, mean, I train seven days a week, going to a tournament once a month. Like you said, I've actually won four state titles this last four. year. Wow. Uh, but I've never I've never beaten like anybody at his level. Like it's never happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I last super man I had a couple of super matches this year. I did one with uh, Chuck Young. Mm-hmm. I beat him. I ended up losing to Yannick in Canada and then I beat uh Michigan polar Rod Sellers and then uh Stephen Green's gonna be my next super but then I beat a big match for me by a good hooker. I mean, he's not as well known as Stephen Green, but 
If you ever heard of Rob Mobley, he was uh, mm-hmm. number six Absolutely. in the West. Absolutely. He was the Arnold's place's top four, and I ended up beating him four to one. So, like, uh, I'm a big believer, like, in how people match up different. Like, I think mm-hmm. I'm hoping that Stephen Green doesn't like the way I pull, and I'm hoping yeah. that my style is bad for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I give him a good match. I mean, anybody that knows our muscle is going to say Stephen Green's going to win three zero like you did. I mean, I'm the big mm-hmm. underdog. No, no, of course, yes. I'm, what do I have to lose? You know, I mean, I'm going to step up to the challenge. I'm, I'm happy that a guy at his level even accepts a match with me. And well, let's, let's just and talk about that for one second because we were talking and no one else stepped up to the match except for you. I mean, a lot of people said, "Hey, I'll do this. I'll pull here." Blah blah blah. But when it really came down to putting, you know, putting pen to pad here and, and signing up, you were the only one, you know what I mean? So out of respect, Steven really thinks that's awesome. He's been following you. And like we said, I mean, if this is not your time, it's definitely coming, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, like Steven was saying, I mean, your style, you got the long lever, the big hand, top roll, you know, that's all the things that can be an Achilles tendon to, uh, to a guy you know, like Steven pulling. So, I mean, that being said, I mean, how do you feel getting into this matchup? You know, like you said, he, he's he's pulling you. He's uh, much respect for both of you guys. I mean, that's got to be exciting for you. Yeah, I watched a lot of videos of Steven Green. I mean, I watched the one with Ryan Clark. I mean, very intimidating guy. I mean, the guy's got amazing side pressure. and even has hand control in that match. I mean, for me, it's just uh, I'm just going to try and stop him. And if I can stop him, hopefully take his hand. And I mean, I've heard, heard him say that he doesn't have a lot of endurance. I've heard other people tell me that, too, and I, I have a lot of endurance. So mm-hmm. if I can stop him, make him work, give him a one war, and then hopefully uh, I can burn him out. And that's my that's mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's going to happen. Now, you know, when you take super matches like this, I mean, you know, do you focus on, you know, studying your opponent? I mean, how do you go into these matches versus, like, a tournament? Yeah, I study my opponents, and I give a couple guys a call that I that I know know of him and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that definitely have more experience than me and talk to them about – like, I asked Mask – I talked to Matt Mask about Stephen Green, see, because I watched mm-hmm. them actually come and, and just come up with some ideas on, on you know, what's the best way to perform. And uh, there's not a lot of videos on YouTube of Stephen Green, though. Unfortunately, I couldn't watch too much of him. There was older ones with him, yeah. But there wasn't a lot of new ones. But yeah, I definitely, and I expect him to hook me, and I'm and I'm, I'm prepared for that. Well, Dave, man, I know you've been training hard. You know, wish you the best of luck, man. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the results of this. Um, you know, like we said, man, 2016, man, could be the breakout year for you, man. And, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, I'll be rooting for you, of course. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited, man. This is a, a big matchup for you. I know you've been training hard. And, uh, you know, this could be one of these matches that, you know, you could shock the world, brother. I'm hoping so. If not, like, you know, both of us, we keep on pushing like we always do. Yeah. Keep on yeah. trying harder. No, for sure, brother. Hey, Dave, I want to thank you for uh, for listening in and, and popping on the show. And, and best of luck, brother. I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for having me, Craig. Have a great day. Hey, you too, brother. Dave Shea, big match. Stephen Green, I mean, it's just going to be incredible. There's a bunch of great matches. Midwest Strong Arm Challenge. Mike Ayala taking on Big Nick Zena. Dave 
the teacher Shea against the CPA, Stephen Green. My boy Stump Burton going against Ryan Clark. And then we got Tim Lewis, a couple other new guys in the in the sport. Um, Arm Fighter Photo Foots is going to be um, covering all the action with videos and pictures. So, um, you know, best of luck to everybody pulling. Um, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, these are the matches, man, that you, you want to be involved with when you're, uh, you know, new to the sport. And I say new to the sport, you know, when you're a couple years, three years into the sport, man. These are the names, man, you want to be against. You want to be against the best guys out there. And, uh, you know, that, that's just the thing. It's like, you know, when me and Chandler were talking um, this weekend, it's uh, it's really a, a really privilege and an honor to be able to pull guys at that elite level so that you can kind of judge where you're at, you know, and, and go home and, and take that and, you know, focus on your training and, and work on your weak points. And, and, and that's the thing. And, and, and then it builds more confidence, you know, because when you're pulling those guys that are at that elite level, it, it, it gives you – you know, you're not as nervous because you, you know what to expect. And uh, with that being said, man, it was awesome. Battle on the Beach 3 uh, was great, man. Great uh, great little event. We had uh, a round robin. Um, you know, I was kind of a little disappointed that we didn't have a lot of people come out. But, you know, short notice, uh, you know, putting this tournament together. We were going to have it on the beach. Then it got rained out. Then I had it at, you know, a lounge where, you know, we couldn't really have a lot of kids there. You know, long story short, um, you know, it turned out to be exciting. And the most exciting part was, you know, big thanks to Mark Greenwall and um, for coming out, doing some filming. It was great to be able to get some filming, some exposure for us here in Central Florida, myself, some of the local pullers, um, and being able to, you know, get some good little footage for the local Central Florida district here. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, and in the, uh, <clears throat> we had the, um, 200 pound round rob and of course, Daniel Worley won both arms, um, <clears throat> Artem second place, um, Brandon Morris came third uh, in the right hand or left hand, sorry. Um, Devin Lee Brown and, and Jonathan Parsons to uh, narrow it down for the uh, finals. Also, uh, Daniel Worley, like I said, won the right. Brandon came second. Devin Lee Brown third, man. That was awesome to see Devin Lee Brown coming out. Um, Artem fourth, Chance, the 17-year-old phenom, coming in fifth, um, just missing, you know, by a couple matches. But uh, he got a good win on Scott Horath, two-time national champion. I mean, this kid, Chance, uh, you know, was great, great um, seeing him pull. And, you know, he's just one of these kids that has great, great, uh, great, great Form in the sport, and we had a chance to talk to Chance. All right, guys, we're just wrapping up Battle of the Beach, Battle on the Beach three, and uh, it's Craig Subler. I'm sitting here with uh, what I call the Phenom. Uh, that's the new name I gave him, Chance Shaw. Man, how's it going, Chance? Going great, Craig. 
Alright, well, you cut weight, you made it down to 200 pounds, no more novice, pulling with the big boys, I mean, three and three, you missed the match for third place, I mean, fourth place, I mean, how do you feel, uh, you beat a two-time national champion today, man, I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, it feels pretty great, um, I'm happy with my performance today, I think that there's a couple of matches I should have won, that I didn't, didn't hit, but, you know, I can't complain, fourth in the state's not bad. Now, round robin, I mean, it's a total different game. You get a lot of matchups, a lot of endurance. Did you did you feel that today at all? Yeah, definitely. My arm was burnt out after a few matches. I was I was not ready for that as far as endurance goes. So, I mean, you know, 17 years old, I mean, I told you at the Florida States, I thought you had the best technique out there. I mean, you definitely, you know, you've learned a lot in the short period of time you've been in the sport as far as uh, the technical side. You don't train, you just pull, you just arm wrestle. I mean, that's always a debate on what's the best to do. Is it just pull? Is it train? I mean, what do you got coming up on 2016? What are some of your goals that Chance Shaw wants to accomplish? 2016, uh, I'd like to cut to 176, try it, see how I feel. After the cut from 176, I definitely am going to start hitting the gym, bulking up, and I want to come back at a strong 198. I want that to be my class. So you got any tournaments you have on your radar as, uh, as the calendar uh, starts in 2016? Uh, next tournament, February 6th, Anthony Letario's tournament. I'm going to try to pull that, see how I do there. All right, well, you heard it here, man. February, we got Anthony Letario's championships over in Tampa. just want to congratulate Chance for uh, just an awesome performance. I thought you were the puller of the day. And uh, just want to wish you the best of luck in the upcoming season. This is Craig Subler, Arm Wrestle Nation Radio. I'm out of here. So, yeah, man, it was good to see Chance really doing well. I, I think this kid's going to have a great future. And, uh, you know, it's just awesome, man. Good kid. I love the way he carries himself. And, uh, you know, his dad pulls, also Dan Shaw. And uh, great family guys. Uh, I love those guys. Um, man, super matches. We had some great super matches in the main event. Josh Bishop, Pat Downs. Man, I was really impressed with Josh Bishop, man. He smoked through Pat Downs and uh, brought some intensity to the table, man. And I was really, uh, really impressed by uh And I'm a huge Bishop Boys fan. You know, I love those guys. The Bishop family, I mean, just uh, great, hardworking, you know, just, you know, great arm wrestling, hardworking friggin' family, dude. And they're kicking some butt, and I had a, I caught up with Josh. Hey, guys, I'm here at the Battle of the Beach 3. We just finished up, and I'm sitting here with uh, the winner of his super match, man. Josh Bishop came in here with a dominant performance, uh, winning 2 to nothing. I mean, how do you feel, Josh, coming off this big win? I feel pretty good, man. You know, I, I did what I said I was going to do. Uh, Come in the underdog, but I didn't feel like I was the underdog. He's just a bigger guy. I knew he had more horsepower. I just had to be smart and fast, and that's what I done. You know, it's all about winning. It ain't about who's stronger. It's about being smart on the table. And I taught him that. You know, that's a big thing. I mean, I know I talked to you earlier. We did a little interview a couple of days before the event. You know, you've been battling a sickness. You lost some weight, but you know, I I, I still felt that you felt confident enough in your ability to to pull off the win and, and showing up. I thought you got in Pat's head right away. Um, you know, you guys were kind of messing around at first, but, uh, you know, you showed some really good skill on the table. Is is that something what you always train and practice when you're battling against any guys, you know, maybe a little bit bigger than yourself? No, you know, uh, 
in my opinion, I think uh, in any athletic sport out there, you have to have self-confidence. And if you don't have that, then you, you really don't have nothing. You know, you can't you can't go off of nothing. You have to be very confident in yourself. And to be honest with you, I'm not a very confident person up until about the last two or three days. And then I just I tell myself that nobody on this planet can beat me. You know, you have to put that in your head. So, and uh, yeah, I'm aggressive. 90% of the time, everywhere I pull, uh, as far as at home at practice with my brother and my dad and them, now, you know, we just, we try to learn. You can't never gain too much knowledge in arm wrestling. Now, I mean, your dad's been pulling for years. Justin Bishop, I mean, your brother, I mean, your family just comes from an arm wrestling background. I mean, do you feel like that's a huge advantage to have, you know, the brothers around, family pulling constantly, you know, supporting each other. You know, how, how does that work for you as far as uh, how that helps you arm wrestle? Oh, most definitely. Uh, you know, we have a very strong family bond, and you know, from Alabama, that's that's from where we're at. It's just everything's about family, man. It's 100% family. Arm wrestling's out of the equation, and everything when it comes to family. So, our bond is, uh, you know, we are very competitive with each other. So. We might get mad at each other and slap each other around and stuff a little bit, but that makes us better, you know. If my brother goes, pulls somebody up there, up north, and learns something, he'll bring it back to us, you know. So we got three people gaining constant knowledge, so it's just a book full of knowledge. You know? So no secrets with the Bishop brothers? None. You can't hide. I'm coming. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, what's going on next, man? You came down here, dominant performance, uh, super impressed, man. I've always been a Bishop fan. Uh, you guys are class acts as far as I'm. I love the way you carry yourself with that family, hard work and ethic. Um, what's next for you, man? What's going on? 2016, WAL's blowing up. Uh, you know, PAL's got some stuff in the makes with uh, TV. I mean, what, what's the plan for you as far as uh, getting back to health, um, training? I mean, what, what's your plan? Well, uh, first of all, i got to work on my uh, work schedule, make sure they'll let me off work. But uh, my plan is to... Uh, I'm training right now for my up-and-coming round robin in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big round robin up there, Craig Tullier and a bunch of big names up there, you know. And... Uh, Try to get my confidence up there. And then my plan is to take them hammers and WAL. I'm coming. All right, man. Well, you heard it here, man. Live, Battle of the Beach. Uh, aftermath, Josh Bishop came and just took it by storm. Uh, wish you the best of luck, brother. And I'm glad you made it from Alabama for the trip. Uh, once again, best of luck with uh, you guys pulling this year. We'll be rooting you on here in Florida. Craig Subler, Arm Wrestle Nation Radio. Craig Subler, Arm Wrestling Nation Radio, um, wrapping up battle of the battle at the beach three, and I'm sitting here with my good friend Pat Downs. Competed um, super match with uh, Josh Bishop. A little disappointing, but uh, you know, no excuses. I know Pat's just getting back into training. Um, you know, things have been rolling, but uh, you know, Pat, tell our listeners uh, what's what's going on, man. How you feeling after that matchup and uh, 
overall? What, what What's your plan? Um, you know, I, I feel good. There's no complaints on uh, my part as far as the super match goes. Um, Josh was definitely the better man today. Um, he went right where I knew he was going to go. Uh, he tried to attack my hand. I didn't feel like uh, he would really want any part of the inside game. Um, I felt real good in, in the setup. I was confident either way, anywhere the match went. Uh, I felt like I had control of his hand. It went inside. I felt like I was going to smash him. <clears throat> um, he was as quick as I expected him to be. Um, he just hit, and I really didn't have enough time to adjust. And uh, you know, he's real strong at what he does. He's a very versatile puller. He can pull anywhere. Um, would I have liked to have had a few more weeks or months? I, absolutely, anybody would. Uh, but you can't say that in this game. When the opportunity arises, you have to put your arm up there. You, I, I don't back down from anybody. Um, if he wants to pull me again in two weeks, so be it. We'll do it. But that's just the type of puller I am. I have the utmost respect for Josh and uh, and his family, Justin and Tony. Um, things got a little heated beforehand, but that's all squashed and wiped away now. And the business has been settled. And you know, I really can't say anything about that other than here. You know, in a month or two, I'm gonna be a lot to handle for anybody uh, that's on the other side of the table from me. So. Absolutely, and uh, you know, with that being said, I know that's you know, I know the way you are, dude. I've known you, you know, ever since I started arm wrestling, kind of came up at the same time, and uh, I know this is super motivating you. Uh, I know you probably can't wait to get to the gym tonight, probably, but uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, what what's the plan for you? I mean, you're coming back, training hard. You're you're getting bigger. Um, what what's the plan for 2016 for you? What do you have, and what are your goals coming up here in the new season? Um. Well, I'll be pulling a little event here um, in a couple weeks, an uh, event out in Tampa, IAF or whatever it may be, I don't know. Um, it's a good little warm-up for me just to kind of get me back in the swing of things on some ready goes. But my real goal this year, I've had a lot of my close friends and training partners ask me over the past couple of years when I've beaten some big names, why don't you go, why don't you try to compete in uh, the WAL, see, see what's up. Um, so my goal at the beginning of this year is to have this tournament in a couple weeks, uh, just kind of get back in the swing of things. I want to qualify, take my ass to regionals, and uh, that's where I put it all on the line at. I'm not going to think about anything past regionals, finals. Uh, once you get into the finals, you get up there with the elite guys in, in this, not only the country but the world at my weight class. And, uh, you know, I'm just focused on regionals right now, place as high as I possibly can and just see where I stand. But um, there will be no break from here to then. I will be training every day, uh, pulling my ass off whenever the opportunity arises. Any practice I can get to, I'll be there. And uh, I'm ready to bring it here in 2016. All right, well, guys, that's Pat Downs. We're looking forward to seeing what happens in 2016. This is Craig Subler, Arm Wrestle Nation Radio. I'm out of here. Yeah, so, I mean, Pat back. He'll be back stronger than ever. Um, and it's going to be exciting to see him step it up a little bit, get outside the region, and uh, pull some of these uh, bigger events. I see big things going on for Pat Downs. And, uh, you know, big thanks to those guys for uh, putting it all on the line. Big thanks to Josh coming down from Alabama, uh, you know, under the weather, traveling. I mean, you know, this is awesome. Awesome to see guys supporting arm wrestling. <clears throat> and then we had um, Dana Worley, Tim Lewis, uh, you know, Tim stepping up, pulling Daniel, um, 3-0, Daniel won. Uh, but, you know, big 
big uh, shout out to Tim for uh, for taking that match. Uh, Bobby Klein couldn't pull, um, so uh, you know Daniel took that match, and, and Tim was uh, was ready for it. So Cody Franklin, Tim Lewis, right hand. It was a war. Cody was up two nothing. Chandler came over, told Tim to wake up, and then all of a sudden we had a war, and Tim snuck away with a three-two victory. But man, what an exciting match that was! And we had a chance to uh, to talk to Cody, uh, Cody Franklin. All right, guys, welcome back. Bash at the, or, sorry, Battle of the Beach three. Craig Subler, Arm Wrestle Nation Radio. I'm here with. Uh, Cody Franklin, man, he made the trip all the way from, where are you from, Alabama? Alabama, Delacaga. So a long drive, came down, Tim Lewis, uh, you guys had a crazy battle, it didn't go quite your way, losing 3-2, but uh, how do you feel with the overall experience, man, and tell us a little bit about how that match was for you. It was good, man, I mean, it was the, it was my first super match I've ever had, so I kind of wanted to jump the gun and get some money, I knew it would be a good challenge, because I train with good people, I just lack a lot of experience. Uh, first two matches went my way. Uh, it, I knew it didn't need to stop, and it did. And Tim's got a lot of locks. So, I mean, it stopped, and he started turning it around. And uh, he, he outlasted me, man. Endurance got the best of me. So. Now, tell our listeners a little bit about how long you've been pulling for, man. I mean, uh, how long did you get in the sport? What got you in the sport? Probably about two years overall, but I had a lot of downtime. I broke my arm probably about six months in. And uh, I started training while I still had stitches in. And I, I come back pretty pretty quick won my first my last novice tournament uh, about four months after i broke it in georgia so i've uh, been sticking with it pretty much training ever since now um who who do you actually train with and practice with um josh bishop tony bishop um uh justin bishop and you got austin taylor contributes a lot casey coley but uh my, i mean mainly me and me and josh spend a lot of time together josh helps me on angles and stuff and he, he's actually I, I think brought me to another level you know I, he they definitely stepped me up out of the novice a lot faster than than uh, a lot of people. You know, you kind of make a good point, man. A lot of people talk about training, arm wrestling, and, you know, do you feel like getting with, you know, an elite level of pullers like the Bishop Brothers really, really, uh, you know, help you improve at a dramatic level to where you were a couple years ago? Definitely, man. I mean, it's, it's a lot of practice I go to that's not with them. It's just... Um, kind of like an arrogant thing everybody gets together and it's just who can beat who and there's nobody working on angles and pressures and working with Josh and Justin they really break a lot of things down and um and help me understand a lot of things you know so um and I try to pass that on when I can but I mean it's it's nice having them right there is like family man it, it it helps out a lot so now tell our listeners what's uh, what's going to be next for for Cody Franklin what do you got coming up in the 2016 season I'm locked in next month, uh, February 20th, on the Superstar Showdown with uh, Craig T.A. And, and the Bishops, and Brandon Ellister is going to be in it. So um, I'm actually going to be in that round robin in Wisconsin. So. All right, brother. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks for making the trip down from Alabama to partake in uh, the Battle of the Beach 3, brother. And we wish you the best of luck, Cody. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Yeah, big, uh, big thanks to Cody for making the trip down. I see a... Uh, Big things for him, huge future, and, uh, you know, great puller. Looking forward to seeing him in the future. You know, I got to sit down for a little bit with Tim Lewis and uh, talk to him about what's going on, training, and, you know, all the stuff 
that he's getting ready for in 2016. All right, Craig Subalair, battle on the beach street. We just finished up. I'm here sitting with Tim Lewis. Uh, crazy super match. I mean, um, man, how do you feel? You know, you had a great matchup with Cody. You guys battled it out. You were down 2 nothing. Chandler came over to you, gave you a little pep talk, and I don't know what he said to you, but, man, you just came but back and won. He came over and basically said, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I mean, it, it wasn't any really piece of technical advice. It really was just like, wake up. Wake up. Like, the plane rides over. It's time to pull. Is that, and, is that you know, something that happens yeah, sometimes? it does. I get beat on speed. Because I'm not ready, because I'm psyched out, and, you know, I'll get down a match or two, and I'll be thinking too much instead of just doing it. And I knew what I had to do in this match, and then I realized afterwards, the first two losses, I went back and confirmed it on the video... I didn't follow the game plan that I knew I had to follow. I was arm wrestling like I would some top roll. Mm -hmm. So, in match three, you know, I really went back and got more fired up, mm -hmm. thought about what was the game plan, okay? And then when I won that match, I knew it was over. Like, I knew this much if I stopped him that was it and there's a big difference that's why I won't pull guys best out of three no one I won't take the match I'll say no and that's why because I'm beating myself half the time in these matches now with Dan Dan's very good Dan's very technical okay Dan has a lot more than just one move. I knew that. You know, I wanted to see what it would feel like ripping up with him fresh. Power, if I can get what I want, I feel like I'd have some for him. He confirmed that. But, you know, his, his technical prowess, you know, his pronation, his knowledge, you know, his ability to keep me out of his spot, you know, proves that he's a better puller. So, you know... And do you think, like, pulling guys like that, with that kind of technical experience for you, it always just helps you better be a better... It helps me especially when they go back afterwards and they talk about what happened. I mean, you know, there, there was no disrespect either way in that match. I mean, yeah, I lost a couple hundred bucks, but, you know, I won more than that in the other match. So, you know, sometimes you got to look at it as, you know, you're paying a little bit for a lesson. Yeah, you know, you know, and that's, that's a, a humble lesson. I was just going to say, know? that kind of is like, you know, paying for a college course, you know, in arm wrestling. And, you know, to, to, to really see why you lost and then, you know, well, what about this puller? You know, and I'm not going to name any names, but there's a couple guys up north that I'm convinced these guys don't go to the gym. I don't think they're very strong, but since my arm wrestling career started, and there's two guys I'm thinking in of in particular, where it's like, they're my crypt tonight. Mm -hmm. 
Like every time I hear my name against these guys, <laughs> but I've seen other people that I pull even with do something with these guys. So I'm like, well, what is it that I'm doing wrong here? What is it that I'm not seeing? Um, so I'm pretty happy with how things went. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I would have not came back and lost three zero. I mean, I probably would have been really upset for a long time. Yeah, and it worked you know? out. I mean, it, it looked like it. You know, the the match or the event that was originally happening got canceled. I threw this together. Oh well, yeah. So and, I, and, and, and I mean, I never really came down here looking for a tournament. Like that wasn't. I mean, sure, that's nice. Um, but. You know, it was really about those matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Bobby went had some tough times. You know, sometimes, you know, life has to happen first. You know, I get that. You know, in all honesty, you know, the only thing maybe I would have liked was maybe to know a little sooner that these things were going on. Um you know, like, you know, maybe not wait until a few weeks out. But other than that, you know, no disrespect. Bobby messaged me the other day and, you know, sent me pictures of his truck that got messed up. And, you know, he said that he'll return the favor and he'll come up to the Northeast at some point later this year, you know, once he feels healthy and... uh you know, have the match up there, you know, once he can get his training and weight together. Yeah, most definitely. And it turned out good, man. You got some good matches in, and you, like you said, you won some money. But before I let you go, man, I just got to ask you, I mean, you know, we talk a lot on Arm Wrestle Nation Radio about training. I mean, dude, I see you pulling at all these events, and then I see you bench pressing 400 pounds, dumbbell yeah. pressing 160s. I mean... Here's are you thing. are you ever sore or tired from I'm tournaments? I'm sore a lot. But here's the thing. There's always something you can train. And it's weird. Some days you see me benching those 160s, and that won't hurt. But what you don't know is I tried to warm up on the flat barbell bench before that, and 225 felt like 315, and I said, oh, boy. But then the dumbbells didn't hurt. I will go sometimes in that gym and spend 20, 30 minutes warming up until I find the right motion that day that I can lift heavy and it's not sore. That makes a lot of sense. But most guys aren't willing to do that. They got a time constraint on their watch. I'll spend two hours in the gym if I have to. And maybe the first 40 minutes... I'm just sitting there in pain, like, well, this is out, crap, nope, um, hmm, okay, oh, okay, I can hit my shoulders, oh, but it might take me 40 minutes to figure that out and realize what I can train based on my body. Forget routines, forget programs, I've tried them, they don't work for me. Because everything's based on how my elbow tendon feels or how my shoulder tendon feels. Like, those programs are just meant for people to do those workouts, and that's it. They're not meant for people doing this stuff. 
And as far as the 450, I'll be honest, that's my max. You can look at that. It's clean form. I don't remember the date, but I did that sometime in mid-October. Mm -hmm. But if people are stupid enough to think that I could do that any day in the gym, no. That was like my peak day of strength. Like on an average day in the gym, if you were like, you got to max out right now, like you could put the most beautiful woman in front of me, 420, 425, that's it. You know, it's ups and downs, and you have to deal with the downs. And, you know, no one wants to talk about that. Everybody wants to post PRs and all that. But, you know, for every day like that, there's seven or eight days where you're in that gym and you're just doing what your body can do that day. And that's a great perception of training, dude. And, you know, a lot of times people ask me the same thing, and I, I always go by how my body feels, and people are like, ah, oh, you're overtraining and blah, blah, blah. And I'm There's like... There's no such thing as overtraining. There's always something you can do. The problem is, is when people say, today is chest day. <laughs> and then they do their chest day, and then... And it sucks. And you know, or they hit an injury. And then what? If you're injured, now you really can't do nothing. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm still relatively young, but, you know, I'm in that new decade now, you know, the 30s. Yeah. So, you know, and I know that. But, I mean, still, you have to start thinking about these things. Smart training. Yes, after pulling's fun. But maybe 300 matches isn't the right thing to do. Exactly. You know, maybe seven or eight, take your rest in between. Like, yep. you got to know when to say when. Enough is enough. So you're very spontaneous listening to your body and how it reacts to your training. Yeah, but five, six years ago, I wasn't. And I think a lot of that has helped me get past a lot of those sticking points. Now, what's, what's going on for you as far as 2016, man? Well, we got a whole new season. WL, WAL's blowing up with the Supercross competing in these big venues. Well, those, in my opinion, are just to get the sport out in front of people. You know, they're, you know, to my knowledge, they're not really paying anything there. I mean, I saw that email. I think there's one... In the Meadowlands, maybe two hours from where I live. So it's like, if if I just happen not to have anything going on that weekend, like, I'll make an appearance, but that's not like something I'm putting on my calendar. You know, I feel like the novice and the amateur crowd is more likely to get excited about stuff like that, and I think that's kind of the point. Um... But as far as competing, uh, you will not see me cut weight anymore unless it's for a big, big event like WAL. Like, I'm done cutting for state and local and even regional tournaments. I'm even debating the Arnold, you know? I'm debating, is it worth dropping 20 pounds for that? It's right-hand only. What is first place pay? Five hundred dollars. 
like, I won 300 today. I'd rather line up matches. So is that, is that where your passion is? Basically, uh, super matches, making some money, well, making it a little making, bit... maybe? No. But it's like, if I win and pull well, then I can cover travel. You know? That's how I have to look at it. You know, I have to give myself a chance to get back some of the investment that I put in the store. And go into these tournaments where they just give away plastic, that's not really in my best interest And yes, there's some prestige in placing top four at the Arnold, but if I look at what that meant realistically 10 years ago to now, people aren't going to look at that the same way. And even nationals, like, if you want to fish for a title, you can now. Especially in the 40 and over classes, and the 132s, and the, you know what I mean? Even it's in, like, in, even, you're making a good point, because I even said this, you know, I came second at this uh, AAA 242 class, but in actuality, there was no one there, you know, because the WAL had their event, so... People want to go online, they want to post their medal, <laughs> the, the average person doesn't know, they're like national champions, I mean... I mean, the title's nice, but if you don't beat anybody who for it... Who have you beaten lately is always my question. I don't care what place you won. I don't care how many titles you have. Who have you beaten lately? And lately, not ten years ago, not when arm wrestling was different, you know, who have you beaten recently? And then, I don't care, maybe you won't have any titles. But if you have two legitimate wins on good pullers and place third in some stacked round robin with 12 monsters, then to me, that means more than some 121-pounder with eight national titles. Absolutely. You know, like, it don't mean nothing. So, Tim, what's, what's, what do you got lined up, man? You got anything lined up on the calendar? Well, next week, I have some matches in Kansas City. That, that I scheduled a couple months ago. I'm pulling at the Arnold's in March. Like I said, I'm still debating, do I cut to 76? It's 50-50 at this point, but my focus is wall right now. There'll be no more tournaments. There'll be no more matches for me after the Arnold's until... They announce regionals, and you know it's time for me to get my weight where it needs to be again for WAL. And what was your weight at today? My normal walk around weight. I mean, I weighed in with clothes. Went to Waffle House this morning and had a huge All Star. I was 198 on the scale. So my morning weight, you know, no clothes in the morning every day. It's, it's 195. That's what my body wants. And I can make it 183 by dieting, and then I have to cut water to get 
76 or 65 from like the low 180s. Well, Tim, man, I want to wish you the best of luck. Thanks for coming out. Congratulations on your win over uh, Cody, man. That was a great matchup, very motivating, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing what happens in uh, 2016. This is Craig Subler, Arm Wrestle Nation Radio. I'm out. Thanks. Well, we're back, and uh, yeah, um, you know, Tim broke down the training. That you know, I think that's a really important thing. Is like when you're arm wrestling and you're sore, is to you know, and I say it time and time again, to be kind of instinctive with your training. And uh, you know, today, prime example, uh, I went to the gym for my second session. I wanted to do shoulders, but unfortunately, I couldn't do them the way I wanted to, so I just moved my workout around a little bit, and then hopefully tomorrow I can hit them, um, you know, and you got to listen to your body, you know, you, I, for me, I can't stick to a, a certain routine, yes, I have a basis of what I want to do, but hey, if it doesn't happen, I got to move things around, and, you know, with practices, and with being sore, and maybe some injuries here and there, um, you got to, you know, you got to listen to your body, and uh, that's most important. Uh, Chris Chandler made it out, um, like I said, um, mainly for the film. Well, he came out to pull, but no one really showed up, unfortunately. We had a couple guys in the right hand. I ended up getting involved with the left because, really, Chris didn't have anyone to pull. And I really, you know, not that it would have made a difference, but, you know, sick all week. And I really didn't want to pull. But, hey, uh, had to uh, <laughs> had to give it give it a chance anyway, and, uh, you know, I had nothing for Chris as usual, but, uh, you know, Chris has some uh, pretty big plans coming up in the 2016 season. All right, wrapping up Battle of the Beach 3, and I'm sitting here with a three-time Battle of the Beach champion. Uh, every time comes out, picks on the little guys, beats everybody, dominates. A uh, little disappointing with the turnout today. Um it was just me and you pulling left, unfortunately, and, uh, you know, right hand was kind of just three guys, but, uh, you know, as my feedback is you feel super, super strong, and, uh, I mean, you know, this is not really a big test for you, but uh, um, what do you think as far as, you know, we got 2016 coming up, we got PAL, we got WAL, I know you just finished up school, wrapping that up. A lot of things going on in your personal life, as far as that goes. But what what do you got going on as planned for the next season here, as we get started with you know basically this is the first kind of tournament of the the new year. Um. Yeah. You know, I, I felt pretty good today. I always arm wrestling. You is. I mean, you train harder than anybody I know. So I. You know, I'm not sure where it's going to go and stuff like that. My, but I'm going to tell you right now, like I really am trying to make my left wrist that much stronger um i feel like it is definitely my weak link is my left wrist and uh one of my weak links and i just don't want any of these issues of getting beat by people i shouldn't get beat by wal last year um you know i took fourth place against the big boys in the finals but left-handed man i i didn't do nothing and uh that's just not gonna happen again um to, to put it out there though um my goals for 2016 is certainly going to be different than 2015 um let everybody know now I'm definitely not going supers. I'm going to come down to 225. I wasn't going to let anybody know that, but maybe some people... You heard it first here on Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. 225 Chandler is pretty dangerous. Yeah, uh, you know, I, 
What do you weigh today? I mean, you said you were kind of down on weight. What you weighing at? Two forty-five, two fifty? Yeah, two forty-five dress. So, I mean, so it's, it's definitely not far fast or anything like that. I do do cardio and stuff like that with the academy. It definitely helps, mm-hmm. but uh, I want you know, it's just it's just more realistic. I don't have the. It's not that I don't have the power. It's just the hand size and all that stuff. You know, it's just realistic. And when the money and the TV and the stuff like that, fourth place sucks. We're gonna make a little bit of a difference. So. I'd rather play with John and Devin Lorette and all them guys. So Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, like you said, man, when the money's right and, you know, you can get into that phenomenal shape, you don't have any problems cutting weight, hydrating back up to, you know, what you weigh today probably. Um, you know, what's when's your next tournament? I mean, what do you got on your radar as far as, uh, you know, because WAL announced we got Supercross, I mean, monster sports. I mean, this opens a whole different floor for a guy like you. You know, I've said this time and time again. You know, you got the physique, you're young, you know, arm wrestling's getting the exposure, you know, maybe a major sponsor here. I mean, you know, with the uh, 10 to 15,000 new fans that are going to be watching the arm wrestling because they're going to be opening up for, you know, motocross. I mean, that, that's just, I think that broadens the door for, you know, guys like you that have been in the sport and on top of it. I mean, w- what's your take on that? You know, WAL is definitely my main focus. Um, I'm really interested in the Supercross, the Super Series, um, either promoting or teaching or, I mean, doing anything, even just being there to support it. You know, um, I am 100% WAL this year. Um, I know PAL is doing big things and stuff like that, but like I told them before, I kind of got to put all my eggs in a basket with that WAL, they, you know, contracts, stuff like that. I just, man, it's too much. It's too big right now to go you know, trying something else. Um, I respect what everybody's doing. I just, that's the route I'm going to go. But I really am looking forward to maybe being a part of some of that stuff. My next, I really don't have a next move. It really depends on the the career and the, you know, personal life and things like that. I'm Realistically, I couldn't tell you what my next tournament is. I would love to go to the Arnold Classic um, and defend my title, but, you know, that does cost a little bit of money and stuff like that. So, I mean, we are, it, it is a just wait and see what happens. So. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, it's once you get settled in your career, you know, where you're going to be taking off working, you know, get focused again on where you can train. And, um, you know, those things all come to key. But I, I definitely can see you, you know, getting ready for something big with the WAL um, being up there this year. I'm real excited about what's going on. I mean, um, you know, give her – what do you think about, you know, just – We'll backtrack a little bit about Florida arm wrestling. I mean, you've been pulling in most of the tournaments. You missed the Florida States this year, but uh, we had a little event today. But, you know, are you going to be out sporting some of these local events? We got Anthony Ontario's Tampa. That's in your neck of the woods coming up in February. I do believe February 9th. Then we're going to be back in Daytona, I think, in March for uh, Bike Week up at the uh, Ross Myers where we were last year where, uh, you know, the, the the beginning of the beard grew. <laughs> so, uh I mean, are you going to be at some of these local events supporting arm wrestling? Yeah, no. Um, you know, when I tell, say my plans for 2016, I'm just, you know, thinking like the big stuff, like where I may run into some, you know, money or competition or Devin Lorettes and John Brzezinks. Um But, you know, I'm always at the local ones that I can get to and stuff like that. I love supporting. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if they're not huge or not. You know, to me, I mean, not to be, you know, my, you know, boost my ego or anything like that, but I... I I think people want to meet the number, you know, mm-hmm. top four guys in the world and stuff Absolutely. like that. You know, it may, you know, it gives them a chance to see where what it's like to go to Vegas. I got, I'm coming to your tournament to show you what it's like mm-hmm. to go to Vegas. You know, and I mean, and like I said, it's 
there's hard competition here and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I love support. I'm, will I pull at all of them? It, it depends. Today I did because I really thought, you know, some Kristen Bennies and things like that were going to show up. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely, I'm definitely always into the supporting on uh, any of the tournaments around. You know, you made a great point, and I think like a guy like me, you know, I get to test myself against, you know, the best out there with you coming to tournaments and messing around. And, you know, of course, like, you know, we had uh, WUCF here, you know, filming, which is awesome for Central Florida. That's going to be airing uh, February, I do believe, February 7th, Thursday night at 8 o'clock. So if you guys want to check that out. But, you know, that was one of the questions, you know, they were asking is like, um, you know, how do you feel about pulling guys like Chris and some of the elite guys? And I think that's a great advantage of a guy like me three years into the sport getting to pull, you know, number 17, 16 in the world, you know, fourth place at the WAL championships, you know, numerous state titles. I mean, you know, the list goes on. So for a guy like me, I get to test myself out there against the best and kind of see what it's like to, to pull against the elite guys. So, uh, you know, I think you coming out to tournaments, letting people tug on your arm and, and showing them, you know, what it feels like, you know, to pull on a, an elite arm. I think that's a, a really great thing you do. You know, you don't get to see that in other sports. You know, you don't see LeBron James going out playing one-on-one with some kid off the street. So, yeah, it's great to, to see you give back to the sport and, and always coming out to these events. I know you, you know, you had a couple hours sleep, came down, did some interviews today, and, and you pulled and you supported the event. So I just want to thank you for that, and it's great always to, to see you out here. Yeah, um, always, you know, I, I mean, especially when it's your event, stuff like that. No offense to anybody else's event, but, you know, I, li- I like coming and uh, hanging out with uh, my people. So, um, you know, it, it's good. The, the camaraderie at these kind of events is out of control. So we had some boys from Alabama and stuff come down. I'm telling you right now, there's some, it was crazy matches. Um, I kind of messed up a $500 match and uh, gave Tim Lewis some advice, and he ended up coming back and winning 500 bucks from uh, 0-2. Um, I didn't realize it was 500 bucks, but hey, it was a sick, sick match. After I told him what he was, what I thought he was doing wrong. So I mean, it was exciting. It was actually awesome. So, but I appreciate you bringing me out here. I appreciate the uh, new show, um, filming us, interviewing us. I mean, it was, it was something else. Yeah, man, awesome time. And once again, Chris Chandler, dominating performance here. Looking forward to seeing him compete in 2016 to see what's going on with the WALs. Craig Subler, Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'm out. Well, guys, welcome back, and that was the uh, Battle on the Beach wrap-up, and, uh, you know, great event, um, great having everybody out, and it's just exciting. Um, really looking forward to a few of these big events coming up, like we said earlier when we were talking to Stephen Green, WAM Monster Supercross, uh, big weekend, Matt Mask um, putting on a clinic, didn't look like anyone touched him this weekend and uh Matt's looking strong coming into the twenty sixteen season as always. February twenty fifth. Guys, it's in Las Vegas. There is no Atlantic City Arm Fighter forty five. I know when it first came out, people were like, Oh, it's Atlantic City. No, it's down on F- F- Fentanor, what is it? Fremont Street Experience Las Vegas. Arm Fighter 45, huge event. Going to be some great super matches. Looking forward to Tim pulling um, Alexi Vovoda, Trubin, <coughs> excuse me, Michael Todd. Um, great matchup there. 
Um, and also Christian Benny pulling. We got Corey Miller and Eduardo pulling. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to be a, a huge event, February 27th. I do believe CBS Sports will be covering that event. And, uh, man, it's going to be exciting to see this go down February 27th. Uh, great vendetta in Vegas. Um, great things. Head note to arm wrestling in 2016. Also, um, you know, Greg, uh, big shout out to Greg Gray. Sent me the Mohawk handle. Um, been messing around with it the last couple of days. I really like it. I've been doing a lot of two by four work uh, for the hand and wrist, um, finger pressure, and I love the stability in this handle. It has four different pressure points. Uh, I posted a video on Facebook just doing a couple different movements with it. There's a bunch of different stuff you can do with it: curls, side pressure, you know, you name it. And uh, you know, great. Great replacement um, for the 2x4s because I actually feel a little more stable keeping it in my hand um, a little bit more so than uh, than what I've been using with the 2x4s. So uh, big shout out to, to Greg Gray for that. Also, um, you know, I just want to thank everybody for, um, for tuning in tonight. Everybody coming out to battle on the beach. Um, you know, and uh, real exciting, you know, with WAL making big news this week, one-day weigh-ins, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned with that topic, yeah, I really don't have any kind of uh, horse in that race because uh, I'm just, I pull what I walk around at. You know, I think it's great having a one-day, um, you know, weigh-in instead of two days. Um, I think it's a total disadvantage when guys are 230 and they make, you know, 198 under 200 class, and then they rehydrate and walk around at 230 again. You know, I just think it's unfair. You know, it happens all the time in all different sports, wrestling and fighting, but um, with the one day, you know, I, I think it's better that way. Um, personally, you know, I'm not going to be making 225, so it really, it's irrelevant for me. Um, but, you know, some of the other guys out there, some of the lighter weight guys, I think it plays in a, you know, good factor for them, especially the guys that are floating around naturally at their pulling weight. Um, you know, I think it, uh, it, it gives them a little bit fair, uh, fair ball game. Um, but you know what, in all sports, that's what happens. Um, but you know, you see these guys, you know, having to IV fluids back in and taking diuretics, you know, you get into a fine line there, um, with, uh, you know, cutting for these tournaments. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that personally, um, you know, it's good to, uh, to see it, uh, a little more restricted. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Um, looking forward to, uh, seeing what's going on with all these tournaments coming up. Best of luck with our guests tonight, Stephen Green and Dave Shea, um, you know, with their super match this weekend. And uh, looking forward to uh, seeing the results of uh, of those big matches this weekend. So this is Craig Subalaire. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Arm Wrestle Nation Radio. Have a good night, guys. I'm out.
listening to a broadcast of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. If you tuned in halfway through the show, you can download the entire episode on iTunes today. Just go to iTunes and search Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. Visit us on Facebook for updates, photos, and direct links to the show at awnr.us. Arm Wrestling Nation Radio will put you over the top. Come <laughs> on.